Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. Since the end of last year, Australia's been hit by some of the biggest and most damaging hacks in history, with the government now scrambling to make our data safer. But can it really take on the might of the Russians, who are likely behind the attacks? Today, the ABC's global affairs editor, John Lyons, on his Four Corners investigation into the internal workings of some of the biggest gangs in the world. John, it feels like we're being hacked a lot at the moment. You know, it seems like every few weeks there's some news about some sort of hack. I want to ask you, though, are we being hacked more or are we just hearing about it more? Well, both things, Sam. Mm -hmm. We, We are being hacked more and they're higher profile hacks, so we're hearing more about them. On average, according to the Australian Cybersecurity Centre, A hack is reported in Australia every seven minutes. Mm. And of course, last year in October, November, we had the Medibank and Optus hacks. Australia's biggest health insurer is warning past and present customers may find their personal details leaked online. Late yesterday, Optus realised its huge customer database had been compromised. The Medibank hack um, impacted... 9.7 million Mm. current and past customers. And there's been a more recent one, Latitude Financial, which has impacted up to 14 million Mm. former and current customers. Extreme amount of data has been stolen, driver's licences, passports, customer records, some of it dating back before 2015. So it really raises questions about why on earth are we as consumers giving so much information when we want to buy a fridge or a a car or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a really raging debate at the moment. Let's talk about this Medibank hack. That was unique in the sense that they gained a lot of sensitive medical information, these hackers, really personal information about Medibank customers. That's right. You know, private details of mental health um, problems or terminations that Mm. they said that some of the customers had had and put names to these sorts of procedures, put that onto, well, we call it the dark web, but Mm. essentially they put it onto the internet um, and use that as leverage. The ABC understands it includes a list of 100 people, some with well-known surnames who've sought treatment for drug addiction. So the model that some of these gangs and now using is the the more intimate and the more sensitive the information, the more they believe they have leverage over uh, companies like Medibank to force them to pay ransoms. It must have been really distressing for the people involved to have that information. As you say, the dark web, but it really is just the web, so we could all find it. Mm. So we know the damage that these hacks can cause to people and obviously there's great damage to the companies as well and financial costs. Your investigation is really about tracking the offenders down and on that front, all paths lead to Russia. Correct. Not all hackers are based in Russia, Mm -hmm. but certainly many of the larger gangs are based there and are clearly given 
protection from the Kremlin. Some of them operate quite openly. Mm. Two of the major gangs there are Conti and Revil, which stands for ransomware evil. It's their nickname mm. is Revil. Nice. All of these gangs, they each develop their own malware, which is basically a shorthand term for malicious software. Mm. So they will break into a company, they will infect the company with this malware, and then looking around, these uh, hackers can spend up to six months inside an individual or a company's computer system, searching for what they think is the most sensitive information that will give them the strongest leverage to get those millions that they want. Mm, Okay, so let's try and unpack a bit more what you found out about this Revil and how it works, because it sounds pretty sophisticated. Now, you were in contact with a former journalist and a cyber analyst, Jeremy Kirk, and he seems to have really given you a good insight into what's going on here. Yes, he has. He's shown us that Revil has certainly been one of the most successful ransomware groups, and they've got this sort of corporatized structure. So this is the way that ransomware gangs are often structured. There's a boss kind of at the top, or maybe a couple of different bosses. There's kind of a layer of middle management in here, and those middle managers then interface with the people who actually do a lot of the work. They have an HR department, they have malware um, developers, they have a team of specialist negotiators. And they usually send an extortion note to a company, which is where the negotiators come in, and they're responsible for trying to extract as much money as possible from the victim. And we found a similar structure with another of the major Russian crime gangs called Conti. Mm, Okay, so it's big business. It's like a big company and they're making lots of money. That's right. Um, it looks like Revil made, uh, uh, the estimate is about $100 million. Wow. We've spoken to one expert, Catherine Manstead, and she estimates this has now become the third largest economy in the world behind the United States and China. You know, on some counts, global cybercrime is the third biggest economy in the world. I guess you could say it's a bit like a franchise, but instead of uh, a, a business person buying access to the McDonald's brand, Uh, and supply chain and tech innovation, an illegitimate cyber criminal buys into a ransomware or a cyber extortion model. So they might rent the malware, the ransomware. They might get access to that group's dark web resources, their portals for leaking information. 23% of small and medium businesses in Australia, according to the government, are paying ransoms. And often it's the smaller company of eight or nine or 12 staff that doesn't have a big IT department. They are the ones that a lot of these gangs are targeting, as well as the Medibanks, the Optuses and the Latitudes. It's not just in Australia, of course, that they're targeting. Tell me about some of the other sort of hacks that have happened around the world that are a big deal. That's right. Uh, For example, they, they hacked JBS Foods, the big international food conglomerate, and they demanded absolute millions out of them. They will hit kindergartens in New Zealand. They will hit supermarkets in Sweden. Some hackers uh, hit the Irish health and medical system Mm. and essentially crippled that system. Um, This is putting lives at risk. They particularly go for hospitals and medical organisations because who wants all their medical records out there for the world to see? Yeah. 
Obviously, John, there are people who are trying to track these hackers down. And actually, they've been helped along because there's been a big leak relating to one of these Russian groups. That's right. Um, there's been leaks, particularly of the other major group, uh, Conti. More than 60,000 internal messages were leaked. And the reason for the leak, it appears that when the Ukraine war started and Conti was, you know, right in there behind the Russians, that this was whoever leaked it uh, was angry with them for supporting Russia. And one of the things we have in Four Corners is we have a an audio from a woman who's ringing a company. She's from Conti. Um, good day. Uh, I have that few... Um... She rings up and, you know, hi, I'm from the Conti Ransomware Group. Conti Ransomware Group. Your company right now in negotiations with our group regarding data recovery. It's quite chilling to hear this because mm. it's like somebody ringing and saying, listen, you're overdue with your electricity bill. And she's doing it in such a clinical way. Um, but all of this is happening sort of every day all around the world. Yeah, of course. And you, along with your researcher, Jess Longbottom, you actually managed, which is really interesting, to contact a hacker. What did you find out from, from that hacker? Yes, it was a fascinating interview. So I think he's online now. You can never be 100% sure of who exactly these people are, mm. but we believe he has done work for several of the major sort of cyber gangs. Mm. He says it's a feeling of being on top of the world, like nobody can touch you. And we, we started to ask him about sort of the morality of what was going on. Let's ask him about Australia. We asked him about the Medibank hack and didn't that cause distress to millions um, of Australians? Um, and he basically came back sort of saying, I could not care less. Australians are the most stupidest humans alive and they have a lot of money for no reason, a lot of money and no sense at all. We got the strong sense from him that Revil or their software, malware, was involved in the Medibank hack. So is it correct that Revil was involved. Huh. Yes, indeed. I mean, we know criminals don't have a lot of morals, but this is completely ruthless, this form of crime. And as you mentioned before, they're operating with the Russian government's knowledge and even more so since the war began. That's right. What's happened since the war, a group like uh, Revil or the people associated with it, they have been pivoted in a way um, under the guidance of the Kremlin, it appears. They were obviously just mercenary, just after money. But what they're now doing, they are now actively involved in trying to hack key Ukrainian infrastructure and power facilities. Mm. There's been something like 4,000 cyber attacks wow. by Russia on Ukraine since the physical invasion started more than a year ago. Wow, yeah, that's, that's a huge number. It sounds, John, like it's a really difficult thing to stop. So what can we do here? Well, look, at an individual level, we all should be really careful of our own, you know, security, mm. changing passwords. So many people have, you know, password one, two, three or whatever, such obvious ones. At a bigger level, I think the Australian Signals Directorate is a pretty good outfit in Canberra. They are now working closely with the federal police. So if you're now an Australian company and you get hacked, 
they will now send teams with the AFP to try to go into your computer system and see what can be done. What the federal police are trying to do now at ASD is disruption. They are now trying to hack the hackers. Mm. And the issue of ransoms, of course, is another one that's really tricky. I mean, the government says you shouldn't pay ransoms, but what happens if if not paying a ransom means your business goes under? Yeah, exactly. It's um, It sounds like it's a bit easier said than done, though, doesn't it? Hacking the hackers... It sounds complicated. That's right. And it is whack-a-mole. They are very, very clever um, and they will reinvent themselves in a different form. I was surprised that there is this whole nasty ecosystem coursing its way through the Australian community and the Australian business sector and that we really don't know too much about it. We hear the big headlines at Medibank and Optus, but it's happening all the time. And as a country, we really have to address this big time. John Lyons is the ABC's Global Affairs Editor. You can catch his investigation on Four Corners at 8.30 on ABC TV or on iView. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Veronica Apap, Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on ABC News Daily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.